Entrepreneur on Fire 721. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to Squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jesse Krieger. Jesse, are you prepared to ignite? Hi, John. Absolutely. I am ready to ignite. Yes. Jesse is the best-selling author of Lifestyle Entrepreneur and spends three to four months a year traveling the world. Whether it's climbing volcanoes in the Mediterranean or consulting with clients from Malaysia to Manhattan, Jesse views the world as both a playground and a potential addressable market. Jesse, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share a little bit about your biz and your personal life, and then we'll dive in. You got it. And um, so I would say, you know, I'm unemployed. Or mm-hmm. rather, if you're looking at like employment statistics, I've never really been counted in the employed column. But I tell people that doesn't mean that I haven't been working. <laughs> <laughs> you're more unemployable, Jesse. Maybe and now at this point, I'm probably unemployable. You'd find me in that <laughs> column. But I'm honestly somebody that's always had a strong pull towards entrepreneurship and just tried in a number of fields, industries to follow my interests into turning them into different businesses and lifestyle pursuits that fill me with a sense of, of purpose and also are additive to you know the world around. So you know where that practically over the last five or six years, I've spent maybe a year of that in Asia doing different businesses and coaching, studying Chinese language, uh, gone to university, started and sold a, a handful of businesses. And, uh, and ultimately found myself in a place where I'm just happier than I've ever been and, and see more opportunities that excite me now than, than I have before, partially enabled by technology, but partially just by feeling like the world is actually a little bit smaller than it felt when I was young. With the click of a button or a call, I can reach friends or clients or contacts all over the world, and that excites me to no end. So. That's the kind of stuff that fires me up too, Jesse. And you know, the reality is, and I love how you're already breaking down these barriers for our listeners is there's some perception that we need to be locked into a closet of a room with no distractions, no windows, basically no ventilation and just slave away for years until, you know, maybe we start getting some momentum. But there's so many people, Jesse, like yourself and like others who have broken out and said, you know what? I can have it all. I can work. I can play. I can travel. I can communicate. And you know what? I might be leaving a little bit of money on the table if I took those three to four months that I was traveling and just sat and you know was a, a slave wage to my computer and tried to make things happen. But that's okay because I'm here for the experience, you know, not trying to die with the biggest coffers in the bank as possible. And, you know, that's just a really freeing way of looking at things. And that's kind of what I want to dive into when we focus on your journey, Jesse, so you can really kind of expand and open some minds that are closed off to that type of reality. But before we do, Jesse, before we dive into all that jazz, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. 
I got two, but I'll give you my, my favorite one first, and it's this. The question isn't who is going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. And that's by Ayn Rand. And to me, that really means, you know, I don't think you need anyone's permission to pursue the life of your dreams. And if you do, if you're sitting there saying, you know, I wish somebody would tell me, well, I can tell you right now to whoever's listening that you do have full permission to pursue the life that you really imagine possible. And accordingly, you know, the, the corollary to that quote to me is that it's your responsibility to take the initiative because no one's going to just hand it to you on a silver platter. So try and remind myself of the double-edged sword of anything being possible and also having to take up the charge to, to really realize it and make it happen. Fire Nation, the question isn't who is going to let me, it's who is going to stop me. And the answer is, you're the only person that can stop you, Fire Nation. So take away those barriers. And Jesse, take it away. Okay, second one here, a little different twist. This is Ernest Hemingway. Um, and he said, I always worked until I had something done. And I always stopped when I knew what was going to happen next. That way, I could be sure of going on the next day. And, you know, this has a deep personal resonance with me, John, because oftentimes I feel like charting a new course in life or pursuing a new business idea, it can feel like chipping away at the unknown. And I've always tried to work until I've made some tangible progress and can sort of see what the next logical steps are and then can take a break or change focus because then I know I can step back into the workflow and continue forward in the direction I was going. Two powerful quotes, Jesse, and I'd love to kind of try to continue to tie these in as we drive forward mm -hmm. into this because, you know, to me that sometimes these quotes can really act as anchors for the rest of the interview and kind of keep circling back to them. And these are both fascinating for completely different reasons. So it'll be cool to try to tie them back in as we drive forward, but we are going to drive forward in that first gear, that first stop that we're taking is going to be at a time that you, Jesse Krieger, failed. A time, Jesse, that you just fell flat on your face, my friend, and guess what? That's okay. So <laughs> tell us that story, Jesse. Take us to that moment in time and really flesh out the lessons that you learned. Let's do this. So six or seven years ago, before I really like shifted directions in my life to be more you know, a lifestyle entrepreneur, I was working as an investment banker and I was working on putting together this deal to build an ethanol processing plant in Jamaica, in Kingston. Okay? So I had nurtured this client you know, with hours and weeks and months of conversation and research, proactively introducing them to partners to put it all together, trying to go way above and beyond the call of duty. You know, I even flew out to Kingston to try and win the deal and was <laughs> representing my firm as this, 20, you know, this young 26-year-old guy. <laughs> against a well-established Canadian ethanol producer that already had developed these types of projects before. We even went so far as meeting with the Jamaican Minister of Energy and connected him with Stanford researchers who had evaluated our project plans. I was just, maybe referencing back to that quote, I was not waiting for anyone's permission. I was trying to make this happen. And, uh, and I gave 110%. So after months of negotiating with a major bank, we got a, a $20 million letter of credit put together to build this plant, this ethanol plant in Jamaica. And it got signed off by their underwriting department. I'm like, yes, victory is within grasp. But then, then this change of events happened. And the banker I was dealing with left and took a different job. The person that replaced him 
put pump the brakes and was like, let's do a whole review. There's no reason to just you know plow forward with this project. And I heard and I saw the the tides changing. Then there was a disagreement with the project team. Ultimately, the CEO of the bank I was working for wanted me to stop playing Superman and try and close some deals that, as he said, actually had a chance of closing. And after a week or two, you know, months of work just collapsed and this entire thing, this house of cards came down. And John, I was devastated. I had tied my my personal identity to the success of this project. I was I was all in. <laughs> I was out of pocket um, and left with nothing after the prospect of a very big payday and a, an amazing ethanol project just slipped through my fingers. So it took me a while to internalize the the lessons from this. And really, I think what I came away with was that it's fine and maybe even preferable to, to get good at hitting singles and doubles. Um, I had this tendency earlier in life to just always be swinging for the fences, trying to knock it out of the park with every, you know, every step up to bat, so to speak. And I realized that consistent progress ends up, you know, getting runners home or, or closing deals and, and making progress. And I didn't discredit the uh, aiming a little bit lower, but incrementally making progress instead of always trying to, you know, do this uh, superhero play of uh, putting together everything and, and shouldering the burden, et cetera. So, you know, after that, after that fell apart, it started to, it shook my confidence a little because um, up to that point, I had been pretty like consistently good with, with performing and, and it was a humbling time, but uh, ultimately rebounded and changed directions a little more, which I'm sure we'll get into. But uh, that was one story of what I think was a crushing defeat, uh, at least as I remembered it at the time. But I think, Jesse, you did a great job at identifying some lessons to be learned. And I really liked your baseball analogy. You know, sometimes getting up there and swinging for the fences is going to result in you walking back to the bench, dragging your bat behind you because, hey, you just fanned out and you struck out and you are really left with nothing. Mm. And there's actually a couple books that I really like to point to that to me hammered this point home, Jesse, because I too was one that was an all or nothing guy swinging for the fences. But I read these two books. One is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And the second one's called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, who's actually, mm. who is actually the mentee of Jeff Olson. And it was really cool, like how that book kind of built off of each other. And both of those books talk just about that, Jesse, about getting up every single day and just doing the little things right, you know, going for those bunt singles and for those, you know, ground rule doubles and just continuing to push the ball forward, your knowledge forward, what you do in life, push it forward. And it can seem kind of undramatic at first and it can seem like you're not making a ton of progress, but that's what the slight edge is all about is that over time, that slight edge that you're giving yourself every single day turns out to be something massive. And that compound effect that happens by doing the right thing and by continuing to move the ball forward every single day comes to an amazing uh, just climax at the end. And, you know, there's actually a really quick story I want to share that I think is so powerful is that, you know, picture the dominoes. A domino can actually knock over a domino in front of it that's 1.5 times the size. So picture a two-inch domino, and then there's a three-inch domino in front of it, and the next one, so on and so forth. That 57th domino would be as high as the moon. And so that (laughs) first domino that's two inches high, by the time it's only at 57, and you do that 1.5. So it's unbelievable 
the power of the slight edge and the compound effect. And in just one sentence, Jesse, what do you want our listeners to take away from that experience in your life? Focus on consistency and incremental gains, and then on the side, swing for home runs. <laughs> you know what I actually like to call this, Jesse? What's that? I call it my core and explore. So, you know, for 80% of what you do, be consistent. You know, just get out there, push that ball forward. But then with that 20%, man, swing for the fences. You know, roll the die. See if you can make things happen. But know that if you do strike out, you have that 80% core to rely upon. Well, I, I love that, John. I, I didn't hear of the slight edge, but the compound effect made a huge impact uh, on me. And the core and explorer is a great analogy. I see you doing that. You know, you're so consistent and focused with, with Entrepreneur on Fire, but then I'm always seeing new things pop up on Facebook or new projects. Like, wow, you know, he's re- really pushing the boundaries while still driving forward this amazing podcast brand. Yeah, and when they fail, Jesse, then you know I still have Entrepreneur on Fire as my core to go back to and be like, okay, time to regroup, <laughs> time to see what I need to pivot on, and then drive forward. And, and yeah, I mean, if you like the compound effect, Jesse, the mentor of Darren Hardy was this guy, Jeff Olson, the oh, slight edge. You'll I'm writing it down right now. Love it. <laughs> So we're going to talk about another story in your journey, Jesse, but this one's going to be on the other end of the spectrum and it's going to be an aha moment or a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So take us to that moment in time, Jesse, tell us that story and then the steps you took to turn that idea into success. Years later, after, the, after that <clears throat> humbling failure of a, of a banking <laughs> deal, I had shifted directions and, and I'd started a company called USB Superstore. We did wholesale custom flash drives for, for marketing purposes. And I'd built this up to about a half a million dollar business in the first, uh, just after the first year, really hustled and then was, was fortunate enough to be able to sell it. And I, I remember uh, right after the, the sale went through, which had its uh, obstacles, but ultimately took place, I was headed to China to study Chinese in Beijing for the summer. And I was sitting recounting the, the previous year and a half experience with a friend. And I had this light bulb moment where I was like, there'll never be a time when I know more about this type of business, this manufacturing in Asia and drop shipping to customers all over the world. And I should really get down just the process so that, so that I can help other people do this. And ultimately I wrote an ebook with the, <laughs> somewhat creative title of how to launch and grow an online China to USA products business. (laughs) Really, really targeted my niche there, John. Right. And, uh, and I put it out as an ebook and it made a few sales and generated a little bit of consulting work. But, uh, but through that, through that process of writing down just everything I had learned and, uh, and some degrees of success I'd experienced, I got an introduction to who became my publisher in Asia and just seeing there this light bulb moment of, wow, I should really write this down and, and document this. And then the bridge to, wow, I could be a published author and share this message or some version of it with innumerable people. It, it became so appealing. So I hopped on a plane to Kuala Lumpur, met with this publisher, and they said, look, we like you. We like this I- book idea, but no one in, in, in age is going to buy this type of a book. Why don't you expand it out and share all of your lessons from your, your life and entrepreneurship and the, the takeaways that you've learned, that became the basis for five months of rewrites, turning this book into Lifestyle Entrepreneur, which was 
subsequently released first in Southeast Asia and became the number two business bestseller. And, you know, that experience was sort of a, a capstone of this pivot I had taken in my life shortly after my investment banking days to really integrate the travel and the cultural experiences I wanted with the businesses I was pursuing and how I was showing up and, and helping people in the world. So the real success moment there that, that I think of looking back on is, you know, being on a, a book tour around <laughs> Malaysia and Singapore and like hiking in the jungle one day with wild boars running around and just, you know, nothing man-made as far as I can see. And two days later, being on a stage uh, at a book fair talking in half English, half Chinese with a huge, you know, 30 foot poster of me behind me on the stage <laughs> and my book on display uh, all around the book fair. And that, th that, that moment felt like success, you know, to just tie the story together. And that contrast of lifestyle, exploring, hiking in the jungle with, you know, the, the act of service and giving, sharing information, signing books, talking to fans and promoting is something that I've always tried to embody of uh, the, integrating the, the work and play aspects of life uh, in a global context. So there's a lot of value bombs that you drop throughout that. And there's a lot of things that I'm just, you know, kind of hovering on and wondering in what direction to go to. But, you know, what I really love that you broke out there, number one, is that, you know what, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to have your idea and your heart set on something. I mean, you went uber niche with that title and you were specific. Nobody that opened that book up thought they were getting anything else but what they ended up getting. And I will say, you know, to, to quote Jason Fried, if it comes between being clever and clear, always choose being clear. So I, I like that direction you took, but the reality was the marketplace told you what it needed, what it wanted, and you listened to other people who were in that marketplace too. You made that pivot, you went broad, and you knocked it out of the park. And, mm. you know, that was something that you were willing to double down on once you did. You know, so I love just that direction that you took about just being open and out there and saying, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I just want to get out here and see what kind of answers my potential audience has for me. What are their pain points and struggles that I can create the solution for? And for you, that turned out to be lifestyle entrepreneur. And Jesse, what do you really want to just hammer home from that period of your life, from that aha moment that you really think that we can use to implement into our lives? The writing that book, and for anybody that's you know gone down this entrepreneurial road once or twice, it, it doesn't it seem that you only really get the whole picture in hindsight. And as I expanded that initial narrowly focused book into something that covered the first 10 years of my entrepreneurial experience in life, I saw all these takeaways and lessons and Connecting the dots looking backwards uh, and therefore setting a stage for the next adventure, the next pursuit of passion, that's the, the continual process of, of joy and experience um, that I just love. So I guess if there's a takeaway for the listeners, it's just to feel like you're fully supported in exploring a new unexpected journey, uh, knowing that you know, it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out or if you have to change or pivot along the way. I think of like dry, entrepreneurship almost like driving at night, you know, on a highway. You got 500, 1,000 feet of visibility ahead of you with the headlights on. You can't see the end destination, but you know it's out there somewhere. <laughs> and as long as you keep moving, more signs come into view. You'll get the intuition of which way to turn or, or the next step will be revealed as long as you keep moving forward. 
And every now and then, Tom Tom will lead you in the wrong direction, but you know that's GPS for you, and you'll right? get you'll get that's, back on track. <laughs> that's the pivot uh, equivalent of, of driving. <laughs> so true. And Jesse, I want to talk about your proudest entrepreneurial moment now. So take us to that moment in time that you can just pinpoint as what you would consider your proudest moment, and tell us that story. Okay, I got this one. Um, this one goes all the way back to the beginning, John. Before. I ever got involved in banking or writing books or any of that stuff. My first passion was music and electric guitar, rock music in particular. It was all I did from age 13 to 23. And so um, to cut the very long story very short, at, at age 21, I was in a rock band in Nashville and we were getting a little bit of notoriety. And I saw this fork in the road where we could either sign with a record label sort of turnover creative control for our business and our career, or we could go down this road less traveled and start our own record label and have full control over our creative expression and our career. And we took that. Uh, and I took on the responsibility of learning business in order to support our music and our passion. Well, that was quite a learning experience. But after two and a half years, raising money, hiring a team, recording our al album, putting it out there, we got to a point, John, where we had our music on, on hundreds of radio stations and we got to tour um, from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way out to Los Angeles. And I remember playing a showcase in Hollywood at the Viper Room, uh, which was one of these, you know, hip rock clubs like eight, nine, 10 years ago. And I remember pulling up, seeing our name on the marquee and looking across the street at, at all the clubs that I used to read about and, and dream about playing and thinking like, wow, this is the culmination of years of, of yearning and longing and loving music. And we, we played and we rocked that show. Uh, <laughs> but then afterwards, there was this party at the, at the Hollywood Roosevelt. And I remember playing pool with Kid Rock and giving Bruce Willis a high five and just really feeling like, wow, we're in the, the pinnacle of the entertainment business. And we just made our own little contribution to it, you know, by playing a show on, on the Sunset Strip. And that made every hardship, every obstacle we overcame so worth it to be fully embodied in our, in our band and, in, and accordingly our identity that was tied to our passion. And to feel that full integration be realized and, and experience a little bit of success was uh, perhaps my, my peak entrepreneurial <laughs> experience of success. No, and I actually want to throw in a Dale Carnegie quote here because I think it's so important and impactful for what you realized. And, you know, what I actually like is my favorite definition of both success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. Mm -hmm. I mean, it felt so satisfying for you, Jesse, to have worked all that time and to, and to have gradually realized that worthy idea, which was a worthy ideal to you. Mm -hmm. And that is where I really want Fire Nation to focus on is, listen, it's not, you know, some ending goal. It wasn't like Jesse, you know, was now going to retire from life. You know, that was just another step that he was gradually realizing. And the important thing, too, is what to him, it was a worthy ideal. Mm. And Jesse, I want to bring things to today. I want to talk about Jesse Krieger right now. What is the one thing that has you most fired up? Oh my God. I am so excited right now for the, uh, the imminent launch of Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. You know, after my book uh, came out in Asia, subsequently I got a US publishing deal with, uh, with Morgan James, who was, I wanted them more than anyone else. And now I'm in this position of being able to help other authors and entrepreneurs 
finish up their message, turn a manuscript into a book, and help them build a back-end business that expands on the ideas in the book and actually be in a position of a publisher, which just hits on, on so many levels for me because I realized in all the times I've moved and everything, I've never thrown away books. <laughs> like, I've always <laughs> loved books. I think they're such a vehicle for change and personal development. And so to be in the position to both write and publish others um, and, and have a platform for lifestyle entrepreneurs the world over, is something I'm super thrilled about. The first indication of success, we just released our first book last week, Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive guide for Airbnb hosts, hit number one travel book on Amazon, number one real estate investing book, number two overall business book. And that's our first title that we published through Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. So I am on fire for that right now. (laughs) And Fire Nation, can't you just hear the passion and just feel how authentically Jesse is following what lights him up inside? I mean, that's the kind of voice and passion that should be coming through when you're talking about what you're doing, because that is what's ensuring Jesse's success because this guy is able to eat, live, and breathe what he's passionate about doing because he has set his course in that direction. And I mean, I am just, I'm so happy for you, Jesse, and for the success that you've had. And of course, it has only just begun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jesse, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Did you know that 74% of consumers will wait just three seconds for the page to load on their mobile device before abandoning the site? 74%. This means it's more important now than ever to make sure your site is mobile friendly. Lucky for us, every one of the 20 highly customizable templates that Squarespace has to offer on their all-in-one platform automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your site. Make it easy for your mobile customers to consume your content, and you better believe they'll be Coming back for more. With a mobile friendly site, your content will look great on every device, every time. So, what are you waiting for? Squarespace makes it easy and fast for you to create your own professional website, and they even offer customer service around the clock, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. That's squarespace.com, offer code FIRE. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Jesse, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
I didn't have an initial pa- passion for business, um, or rather, I didn't appreciate the creativity that's inherent in entrepreneurship. So I guess I thought doing business was the antithesis of art and creative expression, which isn't true. And I was in the same boat. And I think it's important to point this out. You know, you hear the people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Donald Trump and Mark Cuban who were just born with this entrepreneurial DNA and they just, you know, were selling baseball cards at nine years old for $2,000 <laughs> a weekend. You know, if that's not you, Fire Nation, that's okay because it wasn't me, it wasn't Jesse. And it's something that can come to you as you experience life. And Jesse, what's the best advice that you've ever received? I'd say it's that you only have to be right once. I mean, Mark Cuban said that, but I'd also add to that to be focused on the process instead of uh, dependent on the outcome. As long as you're focused on the process and enjoy it, then the outcomes will ultimately take care of themselves. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I love, I use elance.com for almost every aspect of my business and, and clients, hiring designers, developers, book editors, market research. You're always just a click away from jumping headfirst into the global talent pool. That's elance.com. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I keep my mornings sacred. Uh, I I wake up, I stretch, I listen to music I like, I have a protein shake, take a jog and do weights at the gym. Then I shower off and then I start the day in earnest. So I don't just wake up and jump on a computer I keep that morning routine uh, consistent and, and health and fitness focused so that I have energy throughout the rest of the day to tackle everything else. Jesse, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Gotta Be Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Glorifies the entrepreneur and is an unabashed defense of individual liberty, which holds the pursuit of happiness as the highest moral accomplishment man can achieve. Just three days ago, we had Fountainhead recommended. So this is the Entrepreneur on Fire and Rand Week <laughs> in Fire Nation. If you have two years to read two books and you love audio and you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like Atlas Shrugged for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Jesse, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, I would, I'd open my laptop, I'd create a meetup group for artists and entrepreneurs to get together and take turns teaching one valuable lesson each to the group, and then I'd spend all $500 of it on Facebook ads to bring out as many people as possible. I would be the hub of a new social circle connecting like-minded people and in the process make new friends and uncover opportunities and to pave the way for my new life in this strange yet similar world. <laughs> <laughs> strange but similar and just Facebook ads everywhere. So yes, exactly. Jesse, <laughs> let's end today literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. You got it. Thanks so much, John, for having me on. Thanks everybody yeah. for listening. My parting advice is that quite simply, it's entirely possible to build a business based on your interests and passions 
that fuels and funds the lifestyle of your dreams. So I encourage you to, to take that, that opportunity at some point uh, in your life, sooner rather than later. You can find me at lifestyleentrepreneurblog.com, and I'd be happy to share the uh, sample chapters of my book for everybody that visits me there. Wonderful. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Jesse and myself today, so keep up the heat. (laughs) And go to eofire.com, type Jesse in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up, book recommendation, resource, his contact information, you name it, it's waiting for you. And Jesse, thank you for just igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Webinars are an incredible way to sell your product, grow your email list, and build an audience. Kate and I reveal our simple eight-step process on our free webinar workshop. Claim your spot today by texting WEBINAR to 38470. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.